Did you know that Adam named all the animals? What an awesome responsibility. Isn't that cool? God entrusted Adam to name every single animal that he himself created. In Genesis 2.19, and out of the ground, God formed every wild beast and living creature. Well, first of all, in verse 18, this is interesting. Now the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make him a helper. And then out of the ground, he formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that's what its name was. And Adam gave names to all the livestock, to the birds, to the air, to every kind of beast of the field. For, but for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. And then God caused him to fall into a deep sleep. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs, a part of his side, and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib uh, or part of the side which the Lord had taken out of man, he built up and made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And then Adam said, This creature is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, and they will become one flesh. So he not only named the animals, he named women. What God wants me to talk about today is just like Adam, he gave us an assignment. And he's watching to see what we're going to do with that. He brought the animals to Adam to see what he would call them. Now, I just have to wonder, do you think Adam complained about his assignment that God gave to him? Do you think he'd rather have done something else? Or do you think he felt extremely privileged at what God was calling him to do? Do you think he argued and said, I'm not good enough I can't do this. You created them. Why am I naming them? You should name them. Do you think he argued with God? Kind of like we do. God has gifted us. He's given us talents and assignments. Some of us don't even know that because we don't know God well enough to know that he has an awesome assignment that he entrusts you with. And he is watching to see what you're going to do with that gift. Can you imagine that? He's watching to see what you're going to do with what he told you to do. Now, I know I quit a few times, and when I understand now what I did, and that I hurt his feelings, and that he was expecting me to do this thing for him, and I just threw it aside as if it was unimportant. We have to know that God's will, the assignment he gives you, the gift he put on the inside of you, is very important to him. He's just not playing a game here. He's calling us to be a part of preparing for his return. So whatever he's called you to do, and you put aside because you're worrying about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear, or because you don't think you're good enough, because you listen to the enemy who told you you were naked, saith the Lord, who told you you weren't anointed, I gave you this assignment, and I'm calling you to go do what I'm calling you to go and do. No questions asked. I've anointed you. I've called you. I've given you this assignment. The enemy has nothing to do with it, although he will come and try to keep you from doing exactly what God called you to do. 
Just like he said to Eve, did God really say, he's going to say to you, really, do you really think God's going to use you for this important assignment, for this, for this task that probably only he can do on his own? He is. Adam, that is crazy. He named every single animal when I just, when I first um, realized that, I was kind of freaking out. That's a cool job. What about Noah? That was a great assignment. He's given men and women, his children, great assignments, and we're just sloughing it off. And he wants you to know he's hurt. He wants you to know he's a real person. And he's asking you to come to him and get your assignment. And then you'll be seeking his way of doing and being right. And then everything you need will be added to you. You won't have to go after it. Jesus said that he didn't go after stuff. They spend their life just running around circles, trying to figure it all out. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Where are we going to wear? What are we going to wear? Where are we going to work? Where are we going to go to school? We only live once. We've got to hurry up and live. But really, there's a life after this life, if you didn't know that. And it's either eternity with Jesus or eternal damnation. It's because you're picking a side. We're, we're choosing sides right here and right now. Jesus is separating the sheep from the goats. If you love him and care about him like you say you do, I, I'm, I'm just calling this out. I'm talking to me too. If you love him and care about him like you say you do, then find out your assignment. We all have one. Whatever it is, none too small, none too big. And then make sure you're doing that assignment so on that day he doesn't say, away from me, I never knew you, you practice lawlessness. You break one law, you break all the law. There's no power in your life if you're breaking his law, if you don't care about what he cares about. And he cares about everyone's salvation in your part, your assignment has to do with someone else's salvation. Your life isn't just your own. Jesus said, pick up your cross. If you want to be my disciple, lay it down. And this is the time. Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. The other day I said, what is soon? How soon? You keep saying soon. He said, there's not much time. And I'm thinking of all the things that he asked me to do that I didn't do yet. I have to hurry up. You have to hurry up, find out your assignment, stop letting the enemy waste your time, control your life, put you down, make you feel bad about yourself, and know that you are not naked, you are not without, saith the Lord. You're not without. He's given us everything we need. So whatever God is, whatever it is that God called you to do, Satan's going to come in and distract you with worries of life. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What are you going to wear? Where are you going to live? And if I don't take care of me, who will? I have to take care of me. But that's really not the kingdom way. You're to rely on him. He wants to take care of you. He wants to be your boss. He wants to love you. He wants to give you this great assignment. And I have to tell you, what he asked you to do, even though at first for me, it didn't seem so inviting, but it really is what gives you the peace, the happiness, and the joy that you need 
to carry on through each day. But you got to stop listening to the enemy put you down until you can't and, and get you to worry about your life. Jesus said, seek his way of doing and being right. And then what you're running after, you won't have to. What, what you need will just be added, added to you. Just added to you. You won't have to go after it. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he said, if you heed his voice. He said, he corrects those he loves. He's going to instruct you so that you know what you're doing. And so on that day, you're not shocked when he says, away from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. He said, not everyone who calls him Lord, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. I encourage you, go look at it. There's so much said there. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. If you don't know his will, if you don't know your assignment, if you don't know you're to forgive, then you're going to be practicing lawlessness. That's scary. That is scary. And then he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you. And you're going to be going, but Lord, you're going to try to argue with him. Well, I ran this whole church. What do you mean you didn't know me? That's not what I asked you to do, says the Lord. What if you're doing the wrong thing? And you're going to go to hell because of it. That is silly. Jesus is telling us things to come. He's telling you now to get ready, to invite him to live on the inside of you. And then to go ahead and seek him. Get those instructions. Submit to him, not to yourself. Not to someone else's opinion. Your pastor has no idea what Jesus is going to say to you that day. And neither do you until you ask him. And I want to tell you when you ask him, it's going to go on and on and on and on because we are not ready. And if we were, he'd be here because he said, because he said it's not his will that one should perish. And he is waiting. He's long-suffering as he waits. That's right. Jesus, I thank you and praise you for the person that never invited you, that you would show them right now who you are. Help us to understand, Lord. Give them understanding at this moment to know that you've anointed them, that they can't live this life without you, and that when they ask you to come and live on the inside of them, you're going to empower them to live the best life ever. It's just not lip service, but it's becoming engaged with you. Give them eyes to see, Lord. I'm asking you that. Love you and praise you. And for the person that has put you aside, we repent of taking your assignment lightly. We repent. We repent. We repent. We want to get it right. We want to be your hands and your feet. Help us to be there for you, Lord. Help us. Don't give up on us. We love you and praise you and give you all. He is so in love with us. He's so good to us. I mean, he, he's waiting. He's waiting for us. He's telling us things to come so we won't perish. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.